Are you ready to take control of your wealth and design the life you envision for yourself and your family? Welcome to Wealth of Insight with Austin Wittenberg from Wittenberg Wealth Partners. Austin guides you through the entire planning process to help you build a plan that seeks to protect your financial future. He empowers you with creative investment opportunities and planning ideas to help you understand and achieve your long-term goals. It's time to gain confidence in your financial future. Now, onto the show. Good to have you back for The Wealth of Insight. I'm Patrice Socorro with the host of this podcast, Austin Wittenberg. Now, this show, we're going to focus on the client experience from the first contact to a lifetime of service. Austin, do potential clients usually call you first or is it an email inquiry? Yeah, about 90% of the time feels like there's just a quick email shot or they hit our website and hit the contact us you know, and submit a request that way. Every once in a while, we do get a potential uh, a phone call from a potential client. And really, oftentimes, we're getting emails or phone calls from strategic partners or current clients making an introduction. Uh, and first, before we go on, what is the email address just so people can get it here? We'll, ha- we'll also have it at the end of the show. Yeah. So you can email me directly. It's Austin, A-U-S-T-Y-N at WittenbergWealth.com. Tell me about the first meeting you have with a potential client. They've called you, they've emailed you. First of all, is it virtual or is it in person? Yeah. So given the world that we're in today, we're doing both. We do have clients all over the country. So those meetings are typically always virtual. But if clients do want to meet us in person, we're happy to meet in our office. Whatever really makes it easiest for that client to make the time and be able to concentrate on the discussion. So tell me again about the first meeting. They come in to see you or they Zoom in to see you. <laughs> How do you start it and what do you do? Yeah. So we, you know, the first thing we like to reassure them is that everything we talk about is confidential in that meeting. We take our clients' privacy and, and confidentiality very serious. And typically most of those clients have maybe an accountant or a CP or a, an attorney, someone who's given them some level of financial advice. So we always like to dis- discuss why then engage us as well. And the answer we feel is just to take their financial planning to its highest level. So we like to take a 30,000 foot view of their financial situation. Before we can give them solid advice, we need to know everything there is to know about them. So in the first meeting, we just get a cursory glance at here's what we have, here's what we're trying to accomplish. And that allows us to identify any coordination gaps or issues that exist in their plan. What we often find is that people have done different things at different times for different reasons from different advice you know, that they've received along the way. And it's our job to help them wrap their arms around all of it so they know the direction. So we spend a little bit of time getting the basic detail there. And then we start talking about any potential concerns or gaps we think they may have. You know, we walk through what we call building a foundation for the what ifs. What happens if you die? What happens if you get disabled? What happens if you get divorced? How do we deal with stock market volatility? And what about taxes? How can we manage that effectively? We go from there to there may be some potential estate planning issues. Do they have a will and trust in place? Do they know how all that process works? And, you know, once we go through those issues, that gives us at least a basis for a working relationship. That first meeting is really just making sure that we're the right fit to help them solve the problems that they have. 
at the end of that meeting, we then discuss the compensation, how that works, so that every we want it to be transparent. We want everyone to know what's it going to cost and what am I going to get for that cost. Depending on questions from the client, the typical meeting is about forty-five minutes to an hour. I have seen that meeting stretch to be an hour and a half or so if clients have a lot of questions, but typically you're looking at 45 minutes to an hour. Actually, that's a good question. Um, meeting for the first time, do many clients have a lot of questions or do many clients simply sit back and say, I'm trying to absorb everything? There's typically a handful of questions. As I mentioned, you know, we want to talk about compensation. If they don't want to ask me how I get paid, I force them to ask me because that is an important piece of all of this, right? Most of their questions do though revolve around, if I choose to hire you, now what happens next? And so we spend a decent amount of time, even in that first meeting, just talking about that the process. And once we're hired, what process gets kicked off and how long is that going to take? Do many people decide right immediately at that first meeting that yes, you are a fit or do they go home and think about it? Most of the time they decide right in that meeting. And it's really, you know, the thing that, that clients need is it's not some fancy investment portfolio or whatever. It's can do I can I find someone that I know, like, trust, and respect? And in that first hour meeting, we hope to convey to them that they can like, trust, and respect us, right? And that they will get to know us. And from there, you know. It's typically an easy decision if we are a good fit or not for them right in that first meeting. All right. You've had your first meeting. They've decided, yes, this is the fit. You are the people we want to use or work with. What's the next step? As soon as we have that first meeting and they've agreed, I leave that meeting and it kicks off a series of emails to them. One of those is a financial planning contract. We have a contract in place that outlines the scope of the agreement. What areas are we going to cover for them? What is it that they're expected to do? And so we, that's the first step to get a DocuSign planning agreement. And then we also kick off to them data, a data checklist where we're, you know, we're requesting info from them, tax returns, investment statements, life insurance statements, those types of things, so that we can get the details on some of the conversations we had in the initial, the first initial meeting. We also send them an email to set up a personal website for them. As I've mentioned many times, transparency is uh, critical importance to us. And so each client has their own personal website where they can access their accounts at any time. So they get set up on that website. It also includes a secure document vault where they can, they can provide some of these documents to us like tax returns and those type of things through that vault. Once the vault is set up and they've returned the documents to us, we then schedule the next meeting. And that next meeting is a data gathering meeting where we're going to take a deep dive after we've had a chance to review the documents they've sent us. And that meeting, there's certainly a quantitative discussion to that. You know, what was your income? What are your expenses here? What, how much is in your investment accounts? Those types of things. But more importantly is the qualitative discussion. What are their hopes, their dreams, their vision, their values? What are they trying to accomplish with what they have today? And are they in line with, are they on the right track to accomplish those things? And so we, we really try to build out a total client profile, even to the stamp, you know, down to the details of what's their favorite drink. 
what should we have for them in the office when they show up, right? Some of those types of things. So we spend, you know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes on, okay, here's how much is in your investment accounts and here's how much life insurance you have. And we spend 45 minutes on, tell me about your relationship with money. What are the values you want to, you know, pass down to future generations? What are your hopes and dreams for the future? And how can we help you accomplish those things? And that, you know, that's a meeting that sometimes ends in tears, ends in a hug. You know, it's at the end of that meeting, we want them to feel like we're there to help and that we're a partner in this together. That sort of sets the foundation for the rest of the, the plan. So after that data gathering meeting, we then move to plan presentations. We take from that meeting what we need, go back and work with our financial planning team to build them a financial plan that addresses their concerns. You know, so we'll give them a, a letter or a plan that addresses their concerns in that with their business, insurance, investments, estate planning, all of those various areas. Do you ever find that some clients are reluctant to give you the information you need? Do they have to be cajoled into doing it? Not typically. You know, like I said, in that first meeting, we're trying to do more than anything, build trust in that first meeting. And so coming out of that first meeting, they know that we are there to protect them, to help them. And so they're willing at that point to give us whatever information it is that we're asking for. Typically the hardest part is them finding it, whether it's <laughs> yes. you know their old insurance statements or things that they just uh, haven't thought about or looked at in, in five or 10 years. And so sometimes there's some effort that has to go there, but you know we want them to feel safe and protected when they're with us. I'm just curious, do you have a lot of clients come in who do not have a will, who do not have a budget? Yes, definitely. For sure on, a, on the estate planning, people don't like to think about their own death. And so that's one of those things that feels like it gets skipped over. So you know, and, and maybe that's a little bit age-based. The younger, 40 or younger, typically don't have any of that type of stuff done. Uh, 40 and over, there's something in place, but it may be just outdated, haven't looked at it in a decade. Um, and so we even if they have it in place, we review it just to make sure it's current and stays up to date. If not, um, then we certainly encourage them to go get that done. And a lot of people just don't realize the importance of those documents and all the things that get laid out. And so we spend a, a fair bit of time just saying, this, these are the real reasons why it's not just about if you die, but what happens if you need medical care or you're incapacitated in some form or fashion. There's a lot of elements to those documents that we really encourage. So we really encourage people to get them done. And the budget question, you know, very similar answer for those that are just getting started out. They haven't thought about it much, um, but we help lay out sort of a cash flow plan. Even if some a client already has a budget that they've prepared, we may make some tweaks to and you know build them a cash flow plan so that there's a good use for every dollar that comes in the door. Some of it for fun, some of it for the future. How long does it take to actually put together a plan to develop a plan for a client? On average, we're looking at, you know, from that data gathering meeting, you're looking at probably 10 days on average to have all that stuff put together. Now that depends on the complexity of the client's financial situation for business owners or for other high net worth families that may take a little longer 
for some of our younger clients, it's a little bit shorter. Um, and then, so that's that, you know, that leads us to the next meeting, which really is the plan presentation meeting where we're going to sit with them either in our conference room or, or over zoom and throw up their situation on the screen using some of our financial planning software. And we can show them, you know, if here's where you are today, if you just keep doing what you're doing, you're on track for all of these things we discussed, or if they're not on track, if we make this change to your savings rate, or if we invest some of the cash you're sitting on, so it's not losing its purchasing power to inflation, or if you work this long or whatever change or whatever scenario they want to see, we can model for them in real time. So we can run through dozens of scenarios to try to help the client get a firm picture of what their future can look like. And that's you know, probably the most meaningful meeting that we have with clients as we're getting started is helping them create a picture. You know, we're not just handing them a book full of uh, year by year cash flow and you know, telling them good luck, but there's an actual visual representation of what their life can look like. And that encompasses all of their vision, their dreams, their goals. You know, are they funding? their children's education or weddings or buying a new home or, you know, pin- pinpointing, am I able to retire? Have I reached financial independence? So we're able to help in that meeting, help them gain a lot of clarity and in, in what that future can look like. How much shock do you see? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we, it, there's always sort of an aha or light bulb where we can see the light go off in that client's eyes when they look at that picture and realize, Hey, I am going to be okay. You know, if I do these things, I'm going to be okay. And I can design the life that I want to live, or I can help my kids maybe more than I thought I would be able to, whatever their goals and objectives are. And that's really what we're going for is we want to see their eyes light up and they, that they know, Hey, this is going to be okay. We just need to keep on the path that we're on. The other way, somebody looks at it and goes, you mean I can't do that yet? There's certainly a handful of that. You know, We know that this is real life, that there are people behind the money that we're discussing or you know, behind all of these things. And so there are certainly things that have to happen today that may or may not be in the best interest of the future financial plan, but that's life. And so what we'll try to do is, okay, we know these things need to happen today. It may not be perfect, but it is what it is. And let's figure out now how we can adjust the rest of the plan to compensate for that. So, but there needs to be a fair balance of fun today and future tomorrow, right? So, I never want someone to feel like, hey, I've got to sit in my house with the lights off and eat top ramen in order to accomplish my financial objectives in the future. That's not fun for anybody. So there is this trade-off. And one of the benefits to doing this in real time and being it, you know, we typically update a plan like this at least once a year, if not more, depending on, you know, if, if the client gets a new job or something major changes, then we pop back into the software and update. If not, we're at least looking at on a on an annual basis. So if we can stay current with, with their situation. And we never want them to just feel like, 
we're putting them on a budget, so to speak, right? This is a collaborative relationship and we're looking to just do what we can do to help them get on the right track. Well, this brings up the question then, if you're updating this uh, at least on an annual basis, how often do you get in touch with the clients? Do you just talk to them once a year? Yeah. So typically the coming out of this initial meeting, so in the first year that the client hires us, after we go through the plan, we get everything put in place, we get them the investments or insurance or whatever it is that we've discussed. We then set up just quarterly meetings in that first year. So we're going to get together on a quarterly basis, whether in person or over Zoom, to review the plan, review the investments. You know, we need to be accountable to them for some of the decisions that we made from an certainly from an investment standpoint, but with the other elements of the plan as well. So we'll meet with them on a quarterly basis for the first year tell everybody feels comfortable. They know how to use the website that's been created. So they know how to see their accounts whenever they want. They have a good flow and a good feel for what this will look like. Then at that point, we discuss with them what what makes the most sense. What do they feel best about? Some clients, we continue on a quarterly basis. Others move to semi-annual. You know, typically, even if we're not meeting, we don't want a client to go longer than 90 days without at least being contacted. Quick five-minute phone call from me or my assistant just to make sure nothing major has changed that we need to know about. So we'll, but we get sort of on that annual meeting or, or sorry, the semi-annual meetings going forward. And I would say probably about 60% of our client base is more semi-annual um, when we still have a handful that are quarterly. And again, that, that sort of gets laid out depending on the complexity of the client situation as well. Some people need more frequent communication, others um, are okay with that semi-annual. And you know, on top of those client meetings, each week I'm sending out an email to all of our clients that just gives a high-level overview of, hey, here's what's going on in the markets. Here's what's going on in Washington and with the political side of things. Here are a few things I think you need to know about what's going on. So each week they're getting a touch point there that's just giving them a high level, here's what's going on. And as a result of that, I may get five or 10 emails back of people who do want to meet because something has changed or just looking for even just a quick phone call. We want our clients to know that that we're here, we're accessible. They can call, you know, they don't have to wait for that scheduled meeting. They can call us if something comes up. We really feel strongly that communication has to go both ways and if there's a high level of communication, there's going to be a high level of success with our relationship. Are there any specific life events that you keep your eye out for? There are a handful of life events that we always want to be aware of. First, you know, if there's a death in the family, unfortunately, divorce happens. And if there's a divorce, you know, that's something we want to be clued in on. Um, but also some of the other things like, hey, our clients are off to call or our kids are off to college. We had a new grandchild. Any of those, the change of job is certainly something that we always want to be involved in because that changes their financial plan. Certainly for business owner clients, we spend a lot of time, even if there's not going to be a, a sale of the business in the next year or five years, but just getting ready and having those conversations so that as the opportunity presents itself, we're ready. So those are probably, you know, those are most of the key life events that we're looking for. And anytime something like that happens, we're hoping that they call us. If we notice it on 
Facebook or some other social media, you know, we'll be proactive as well. But those are the type of changes that we can quickly and easily adjust the financial plan, just making sure that they're still on track for their initial goals that they laid out, or maybe their goals have changed based on some other life changes and we can adjust that way as well. Do you find that clients have gotten more proactive since the last uh, downturn in the market? How Are they more involved or have they just decided to sit back and say, Austin, take care of it for me? It seems that's more of a, you know, they're a personality trait in each people. There are definitely people who want to be more involved or have more frequent communication. And, you know, quite honestly, in the world that we're in with the technology and the amount of information clients are consume, consuming, we're more than happy to have frequent communications with our clients. So um, we are finding them to, uh, to answer your initial question. There are certainly a handful that are being more proactive, want a higher level of communication and touch just to make sure that we're staying on top of the rapidly changing world. This just about wraps it up. Is there something we have not mentioned in the client experience that you really want to make sure potential clients can anticipate and be aware of? When we're going through that data gathering meeting, there's a topic that we discuss that I think is really important. And that's what we call the family legacy pyramid. And we have a little pyramid. I think there's a copy of it on our website that goes through whether, you know, and it, and we use this, whether a client's worth $10 or $10 million, these concepts still apply. And the base of that foundation, we just want to help them answer the questions. Are they going to be okay with their current resources and current lifestyle? Are they going to be okay? Once we, we know they're going to be okay, we then move to the family. Are there family or business goals that they have that we want to make sure get taken care of? And lastly, the, the top of that pyramid is the community. You know, we feel strongly about being able to help in the community. And so if they have charitable desires that they want to try to accomplish, we can help accomplish those as well. So that that's part of that process. And those are the questions that we really just set out to answer for clients. Austin, how can listeners reach you? Tell us again. Yeah. Easiest ways to hit our website. There's a contact us button there or contact us page there that you can enter in your information and, and we will have someone reach out to you. You're also welcome to shoot me an email directly. That's Austin, A-U-S-T-Y-N at wittenbergwealth.com. All right. Don't miss any episodes of Wealth of Insight. All you have to do is follow or subscribe to the podcast and make sure to share with friends and family. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Wealth of Insight podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Stratos Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor. Stratos Wealth Partners and Wittenberg Wealth Partners are separate entities from LPL Financial. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wittenberg Wealth Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.